this is Captain Lee, and you're listening to the Andertons Podcast. Man. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to another episode on Anderson's TV and today my special guest is Eric Gales. What's it's up? It's lovely to see you again, man. Thank you too, man. You um, too, man. And you're over here touring. Yeah. Touring. Got an insane number of dates in Europe, haven't That's you? That's crazy. Crazy. Uh, new album, mm -hmm. which we're going to talk about, Bookends, which is, I love that album. I'm going to give you a little insight into kind of the, the the crazy life that is lunchtime with Eric Gales and the crew, <laughs> sitting around eating fish and chips and playing word games with LaDonna. That's it, man. I tell you, man, it. it's, it's wild, mm -hmm. wild. Um, so let's talk about the last time I saw you. Uh, Middle of the road had just come out, mm -hmm. and uh, that was almost like a kind of had a feeling like you were stripping it back, you know, getting it back to the sort of more rootsy stuff. And now bookends feels like you've turned the funk up a bit more. I always know when there's going to be a good Eric Gales tune because you always spell it wrong, basically. Oh, yeah. Like that. Oh, you know yeah. if it's spelt wrong, it's going to be Guaranteed. a really good tune. You're right. Um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, bookends and how long, you know, what, what were the inspirations were. And well, to be honest with you, I think Middle of the Road was uh, like the really, uh, the starter uh, for uh, kind of this change that was, you know, and that was when I mean by I said it started. It was the beginning of me implementing, doing stuff and writing material that pretty much showed how I like different styles of stuff. Uh, Middle of the road was kind of the first chapter of uh, a ending, a beginning and an ending that had sort of all kinds of variations in between that start and end point. With that being said, the bookends was in my opinion, in my perception, was taking what I started with Middle of the Road and going even the next step further. So uh, the, the whole meaning of the term bookends is uh, taking you on a voyage and trying to stop on as many journeys as possible from A to B in between. And uh, when I listen back at the product, I, I feel really accomplished that... Uh, an initial thought that came to me like, man, I really want the world to get a, a glimpse of how much I like different styles of stuff and how I would incorporate it in stuff that I would do. Yeah. So that's how the continuation of the bookends came about. And a lot of the ideas and a lot of the people implemented in that record kind of came just from sheer inspiration during the moment in time. Right. Uh, Pre-production was really intense. It started out with the original producer that we were going to use. He died right before the record was oh, no. to be in pre-production. So actually, his, his manager managed other producers and he pitched his name, Matt Wallace, <clears throat> who has a history with uh, 
Faith No More, Maroon 5, and you know, quite a few other credited bands that he's worked with. We went in and had the meeting and uh, it just hit right off the bat. And, uh, but, but pre-production was done with no one else in the room. Right. And you know, I went out there and it was just me and my wife and the engineer, Zach Darling, which is a really great guy, man. He's a really good, his last name is Darling, by the right. way. Zach Darling was the engineer and the stuff was just screwing out. It was like spontaneous ideas that just came. And uh, one of the guests that came by that sings on the record is B. Slade. And, yeah. you know, he offered uh, a whole nother spectrum to, you know, the vocal perspective of this record. And I wanted, you know, I think that it's kind of been established in the last 17 records that I might can play guitar just a little bit. Right. I think that may have, you know, I've tried <laughs> to get that established in 17 records. So I wanted more focus to be on the, on the, uh, uh, vocal content, uh, <clears throat> more of the vocal performance, more of the lyrics, more of the melodies and, and, and the songs and uh, with the combination of how the whole recipe came together and there was some intense recording sessions that happened and you know quite a few of them were done where and I was tracking and my wife was wiping the tears from my face all at the same time because it was just so emotional and so intense. One song in particular was Southpaw Serenade. You know, it had no lyrics to it at first, and you just felt the intensity from the chord changes in it. And, uh, you know, B. Slate came in, and he was listening at the stuff, and he just began to just get emotional about the tunes and stuff like that. So that brought a whole nother spectrum to this record being so intense with Something's Gotta Give and yeah. how all of that came about and, you know, a uh, pedal to the metal and... And, and everything that's in it, you know. And so Southpaw Serenade <clears throat> became to be about, uh, you know, Southpaw, uh, as we all know, means left-handed. So, you know, uh, the co-writers that I use for this record, one is uh, Greg Sane, G-Sharp, we call him, a uh, longtime friend of the family. And uh, he's one of my co-writing partners, and I uh, told him what kind of idea I had, and I wanted to write a song about being left-handed. And growing up in a world that uh, was not always kind to people that played left-handed, I tell the story uh, live. And you know, back in the day, it, it was it was discouraged to people that played mm. like we do. You know, colleges and music, and I'll leave the names out, but there are some out there that actually told people like me to come back when you learn how to play the right way. And you know, that's not. Imagine that being told to a nine or ten year old, yeah. and that's the way that they play, and that's how they're comfortable playing. So, you know, I think however you play is how you play, and just go for it with it mm -hmm. in whatever you do. So, I, I said, why not? Let's include a good friend of mine, Dole Bramhall, on the record. And uh, unless you read in the notes or you actually know his style, there's another left handed player that done quite a bit of the bass work on this record by the name of he goes by Mono Neon and he's okay. an insanely an, an, an intense bass player and he's left handed the same way so everybody's on that track is playing left handed it's a great track yeah so that's how that came about and uh, Beth Hart man there's no words for her <laughs> performance and how she you know just let it all out and uh, everybody uh, contributed you know uh, LaDonna uh, was there for hefty support and and uh, just there for whatever ways that she could possibly be. And she also did some immaculate background singing on the record that uh, you definitely 
can hear her voice. Right. When you're, I mean, you've played on the same stage and on the same records as some of the best guitar players in the world. When you talk about the singing side, when you have someone like Beth Hart in the studio with you, is it kind of like a whole new level of intimidating again? Because, you know, she can sing like the best of them. <laughs> well, I'm going to explain this in a very unorthodox way. The question that you asked to me is the same question I asked to her as to why is she getting so nervous being around me. <laughs> uh, and, and, but I feel the same way about, you know, she has, and she has this particular style that is, uh, when I hear her sing, it's her doing her own thing, but, you know, I can't help but to hear reminiscences of Janis Joplin and, yeah. and, and such powerful uh, artists that, you know, just left the music industry stood still in time from their works and, and what she did. And she is a, a, a torch carer of that same intensity mm. that I feel when I hear such power that come out of artists such mm. as Janet Joplin and a whole lot of other artists, uh, you know, Tina Turner's and, you know, it was some, and some, it was some real strength that came. Yeah. And, uh, you know, another thing that I, you know, really decided to incorporate her for is because we have kind of similar but different struggles that we've been through in life that we've, you know, now overcame. Yeah. And I think that the pairing up of two quote unquote powerhouses that has overcome something together then the mountains got to move, you know what I mean? So you just stand in front of the mountain and yeah. tell them to get out the way, you know what I mean? Because, you know, what we've been through and the things that we've succumbed to and, you know, have basically, you know, came with a clean delivery out of that has for centuries taken a lot of people that I admire and inspired by has taken them out, you know what I mean? So to be standing here still today <clears throat> to be able to give a powerful story and then play about it behind that, uh, it's just it's a connection that's made with the listener that uh, yeah. is undeniable. Was was that was there um, a story behind the choice of the song you did with X? Obviously, it was it was actually you know we kind of altered the lyrics a little bit because right. in the song it says you know I can get high with a little help from my friends you know I I said well you know I don't think anybody's in the world is going to get mad if I choose to say you know we 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 can get by with help from our friends you know we don't have to get high no more that's yeah. just you know me and and that's kind of our mantra with us, you know, I, and I don't knock anybody for what they do. I mean, I lived my life a long time doing what I wanted to do, you know, but for now, I had no problem promoting and glamorizing and publicizing the fact that I did get high and I had no problem with it. So now why do, why would I have a problem with promoting and glamorizing the fact that I don't? Yeah. You know what I mean? So. In that, in that, in that aspect, and, and she's on the same page. So I think you know, life is uh, has made a full three sixty. That's know, cool. I like, I like the kind of the. I love the stuff that you do. I was saying over lunch, I, I love the stuff that you do, where I can really sense on the record that the energy and you push it, and it gets like kind of funky and dirty at the same time. Mm -hmm. Does that? I mean, how do you? Are you, is it possible to kind of write that in or is that does that energy only really come out when the band starts you know you hit the record button and it's all like that's a good question <clears throat> um i would say more or less the second half of what you just described it just hit the record button and yeah. this is what happens uh a lot of that happens like I, I may invest into some kind of way having a recording device available at all times when me and my band 
which is the drummer Nicholas Hayes, uh, and the bass player or and keys player uh, Byron Carter. Both of them guys are very intense players, and uh, they follow along. And one of the things that um, I feel that has enabled them to consistently on a nightly basis be able to follow along with a leader that is very unpredictable. Uh, I, I will take a sharp right turn in a minute, and I think it's from the upbringing of us all. We all come up in the church background, and yeah. there is no better teacher than coming up in the type of church that we grew up in. Like, you had to be on your game, you yeah. know what I mean? Or you were highly embarrassed <laughs> if you weren't. And you were told about it, and and, and and you could go with your lip poked out to your parents, and they would tell you, don't look at me, you the one screwed up. So, you know, <laughs> just work on it and practice some more and, and fix it. So having that as a background is, you know, stuff that, you know, kind of um, weaned them for artists like me. You know what I mean? Uh, I, 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 I'm not the only one out here like this, but... I'm the only one that does me yeah. the way I do me. And uh, I want to say that again. I'm the only one that does me how I do me. Yeah. Uh, it would be different if I was me trying to do somebody else. And I don't knock anybody that, you know, like imitating or doing anything that they are inspired by. But at some point, you have to put your own spices yeah. and your own salt and pepper on that meal for to make it yours. Yeah. <clears throat> so with that being said... You know, all of the band members, you know, uh, and, and I think the world now knows that my wife, LaDonna, is in the, in the group and her uh, area and section of percussion and background vocals is like seeming to be getting bigger and bigger every tour. Some kind of way something's being added to her. You know, something will hit my mind and I'm like, look, I need this added and she adds it on. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I began talking about that by, you know, the different variations of how the songs differ in the record. So beatboxing, it bees just way it, it, be, it just bees that way starts out with beatboxing because I'm a fan of rap. So I incorporated that, you know, with a little bit of funk, a little bit of New Orleans in there. You know, it's, it's just my take on everything that I'm influenced by trying to make it fit in the 11 songs. Yeah. And, you know. Uh, you know, who knows? The next record could be Bookends Part 2 because there's another set of uh, villages and continents that I want to touch on that it just doesn't stop with Bookends 1. Your <clears throat> playing style, I think, you know, when I very, very first heard you and before I knew anything about you, there's some, all the riffs that you play are, are so... It's so easy to go, oh, yeah, that's Eric Gale's playing mm. stuff, which, which is a... You know, there's not that many guitar players on the planet, I think, who are as instantly recognisable as you. But as I sort of broke it down and and started watching you playing, it, you, you realise that, of course, the fact that your strings are upside down mm -hmm. to a regular it dictates a lot of the kind of the fact that the riffs have come out perhaps differently to perhaps a right-handed player. But even when you were playing with Doyle, and who's playing the same thing, again, stylistically, you're, you're quite different. But can you can you look at what Doyle does and sort of go, oh, yeah, I, I kind of, what am I trying to say? Do you, you know, can you relate to a player like that more than you can to a player that plays, you know? That's a very good question. Uh, honestly, I actually, I actually can relate more to a right-handed player. Right. I mean, I can relate to them both, but growing up, 90% of the people that I'm influenced by were right-handed players. So a lot of that came from yeah. listening at, you know, and just figuring it out. 
So watching a, a person like you that play right-handed, it's I don't have to turn my head upside down. <laughs> I can automatically know what you're doing and know where in configuration hand-wise that it'll take me right. to. And, and, and 85 to 90% of that is listening to what yeah. you did and remembering from 40-plus years of playing that, okay, this is where I'm going to go to achieve this. It might it, it will definitely be, definitely be fingered in a different way. Yes. But, uh, you know, it's, I can, you know, of course I can relate a little bit faster to a left-handed player because it's mirroring something that I, you know, a way that I play. Yeah. But I grew up watching and listening to a bunch of right-handed players. Yeah. And it just have got commonplace for me to be able it's, to figure it out. Yeah, it's fine. Because I, I don't, I, I I think Doyle's an amazing guitar player. Awesome you know, player. all the stuff he does in his own right, all the stuff he's done with Clapton. It's like right. a killer player. But again, he, I don't think he sounds as different as you do, if, if that makes sense. Like, you know, he, he doesn't, I don't think you could, if you listened to the, two, to the two players, I don't think you'd instantly go, what is it about Doyle's playing that makes him sound different? Because he, he kind of, I don't think it's so, it almost just sounds like it's just a right-handed, mm. the licks are more. I understand, I understand what you Like saying. a right-handed player would play them, whereas all your licks have that unique, Upside down. I, I never, I never looked at it that. Way. I never looked at it that way. You know, I just at the end of the day, I just try to, yeah. I try to emulate what it is that I feel in my heart and soul, and and translate that to my fingers yeah. as best as I can. It don't always come out like I want to, but I can honestly say about ninety five percent of the time it does come out like I'm hearing it. Thank you. 
when you I mean you've got an amazing tour coming up I mean London playing in Guildford tonight London tomorrow night um, all over Europe into some crazy places <laughs> Romania the whole thing you're here till August I think aren't you so man it's, it's basically the run is, is gonna supersede till it would give or take a week week and a half off here and there is gonna go all the way up till November to be honest with you. Good for with you, sporadic, man. You know, with sporadic stopping. But for right now, we're actually going to be out until the end of July with two days off at home. Who's feeding the cats at home? Hey, well, I, I got... It's going to be really skinny. I got, a really, I, I got a really good, I got really good uh, in-laws that are taking oh, care right. of the, the, the pets at home. They are, they're going to be pretty fat by the time we get there. So <laughs> they eat very well. So is there a song on the set list off the bookends album that you look forward to playing the most every night when you come man that's, it? that's a good question there are a few of them yeah uh you know there are a few of them uh how do i get you just take just go somewhere man it's a really beautiful piece of music that it just goes somewhere it just be that way it turns into something astronomical i mean there's some surprises that happen on that song that i can't tell you about but you just have to be there to see it uh southpaw serenade is emotionally intense yeah. uh it's crazy how it uh, has its effect on things that you know on the li in the live show. It's it's phenomenal, and everybody's giving it everything that they have. And uh, you know, what do you do? Do you do any of the old stuff? Is it you know? Well, I do a combination of a few things. You know, uh, more now I I do one song off of Middle of the Road. Uh, it's um, I do uh, Been So Long in in an extended version that goes pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, I do some uh, uh, homages to you know uh, Howlin' Wolf, Smokestack Lightning. Cool. And, uh, I do a song of my deceased brother. Little Jimmy King, I do a song off of his that we originally did on the Gales Brothers record. Yeah. Do a little bit of that. And, uh, you know, I sometimes tend to, you know, break into a uh, uh, swamp off of the uh, middle of the road record. And, you know, it gives LaDonna some serious shine time in that uh, uh, boxing with that tambourine like she does. And uh, <laughs> she really does. And uh, maybe you can help us out. I'm trying to get her a tambourine endorsement uh, or something like that. A okay? tambourine endorsement? <laughs> we'll, we'll endorse you. I'll get you a special Anderson's one made up. You can take it everywhere around the world. <laughs> but it's pretty intense, though, you know. And from time to time, I'll go back to... Uh, there was one instrumental record that I put out called Ghost Notes. And, okay. you know, I go and, and sometimes take a tune or two from that and... You know, but uh, definitely, uh, like I say, I got 18 albums to play with, with material to do. It's so crazy, isn't you it? You know, I try, to stay, I try to tend to stay with the most recent couple of records that I do, but eventually I am going to, like, you hear it here first, I am eventually going to go into doing, say, for instance, uh, a segment of the show that's from the original Eric Gales band and yeah. a segment of the show that's from, you know, the Gales brothers and a segment of the show from... Uh, the instrumental record in the segment of the show from current so it's gonna I'm gonna figure it out some kind of it's, way it is I mean congratulations again I, I think you were saying that you were in the top 10 on the billboard for three months with uh, man Brooklyn. you know what that was such an accomplishment this year has been unbelievable 
in, in that sense, uh, there was an award called the uh, BMAs that happens mm-hmm. in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I uh, so happened that I was in the category with a lot of my colleagues that I admire, ZZ Top, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, a lot of people. And I took home the Blues Rock Artist Award of the Year. Oh, amazing. And uh, that, on top of the record being in the top 10, top 15 for three months on Billboard, that's awesome, and I just found out like last week that my hometown is there. Is there's a street there called Bill Street that's very, yeah, very, yeah. very famous. Yeah. And just like the Hollywood Walk of Fame, they have a, a Bill Street, you know, music note uh, engraved in a mm-hmm. sidewalk. And I will be. I found out that I'm the recipient of getting the brass note that's amazing. this year. So it's a lot that has happened in this year. I don't know what else. You know, I could look forward to, but uh, you know, hey, I, I am definitely knocking on on the Grammy people's yeah. door uh. to see if they'll let me in, and uh, you know, we'll 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 go from there. I mean, one can only wish and hope. So, I mean, well, it's it's. it's I mean, if you, everyone who's watching this that hasn't seen the interview that we did with Eric when he was over last time, you know, you had an uh, amazing start to your musical career, and then uh, and then a pretty tough. Although maybe at the time you didn't realize it was tough, but you know yeah. you had a pretty tough uh, twenty-five something, something like, that. like that years. Yeah, and so I know you're you're very. Um, you, you you spoke last time feeling like you're kind of playing catch up now, mm-hmm. uh, but you're you're very very gracious about the success that you're having, and and I can tell you know it means a lot to you and working it super does. hard. Um, so. If you've not seen Eric on tour, you absolutely must. And at the very least, go listen to the, the Bookends album. It's, it's a great... I have it on in the car a lot. It's one of those kind of driving <laughs> albums where you just want to, you know, you have to be careful about the speed limit. Right. I think the music makes you want to go a bit too fast. Let's... I mean, gear-wise, since, I was, since we last saw you, you definitely at least had one of these Magneto guitars, but it mm-hmm. looks like you've got a bit more of a deal going with them now with your name on it and everything. Yeah. I don't know if the one with the mirror scratch plate, that looks new. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, the, with the scratch plate on it, it's, uh, they just upgraded the smoke, smoke uh, right. uh, uh, plate. And, uh, you know, generally you see me playing Rosewoods, and uh, I've gotten a little more into the maple. Oh, yeah. And I've always liked maple, but, you know, it's like uh, I have grown for this one to be my number one. Right. For now, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I have a, a, an array of things from ranging from Paul Reed Smith to, uh, to, to Exotic to John Page to Olympus to Magneto. Uh, it might be some that I'm St. Blues. It might be a couple that I'm missing because I have so many of them. Of course, I have a couple of strats at home, too. Um, it's uh, it's uh, it, it it's it just boils down to what feels the most. When I have played something for a minute, then I have gotten to be quite comfortable yeah. with how it sits. So uh, the magnetos are definitely my go-to's for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely for sure. I even have a, a old, old uh, Danny Electro. Oh right. At home, that I use from time to time, oh, and like one of the fifty nines or whatever. That's like the double cut, crazy absolutely. old Jimmy Page absolutely. things. Yes, sir. Now, when you were here last time, the the, the raw dog um, amp with DB Mark was gonna happen, but I don't think it had happened. And so you were using like a Greg Howe. I was kind of using variant. Greg Howe. Right. So these things, people will know watching this that I am always super cynical about anything that is solid state. But this thing, I kind of like what you've done with this. It's uh-huh. got a really 
organic and loud tone. That for, that for sure. And then you get some tone from pedals. But we should talk about these because these are way more affordable, you know, these <coughs> are, than I kind of you expect like artist signature gear uh -huh. to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about how this came about and. Honestly, man, Marco over at Mark Bass, which is idealistically a bass company, mm -hmm. and the DB Mark side is the guitar amp side of the company, and uh, he was like, man, I would like to tailor an amp for you that, you know, would be to your specifics of the tone and everything, so it is solid state powered, mm. but it is driven by a tube that is creating the tone. Yeah. So there is a tube, It's, it's I think it's a perfect blend of a hybrid, mm -hmm. and uh you know, it is a single channel because I told them I, in any amp that I use, Marshall, whatever, whatever, I like it to be, I, I judge it by how clean and loud that it can get. So if it does that first, then idealistically, it would uh, be compatible well with pedals. Sure. So uh, basically, it's a one channel amp that is, you know, the best power is in Ren Eight ohms into uh, it ran into two eight ohm cabinets, yeah, and that gives you your full power. But it's crazy loud, isn't it? I mean, it's, but you like it loud. I, I just love it. <laughs> can't, can't be loud enough. But uh, you know, uh, it, it's uh, and it's as under four hundred bucks. Uh, we're in June now, and if I'm not mistaken, Marco over at Mark Base. How you doing, Marco? They will. These are the beginnings of my signature cabs, which will have my name on the side of them. Right there, there are 25, 25 waters okay. uh, in there, and uh, you know they also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this month there it is a 60 watt combo amp mm -hmm. uh, that's basically this head in a in a 12 uh, a 112 cabinet. You, uh, it, it, it's comboed, and you can actually it has it has extension speaker out to run a ca uh, yeah. a 412 or you know 410 or whatever it must be if you're using 25 watt speakers in the cab do you like that kind of sound where the speaker itself starts to sound like it's on edge and there's a little bit of that sort of crispiness of the sound kind of starting to break up through the speaker uh it all depends on what vibe i'm in you know sometimes i like that uh not always is that uh co-adhesive with say for instance a pedal that you mm. may be running through it you might have to dial back on the gain or something to let more of the gain from the speaker come through yeah but uh how i have it man with the power that it has i mean i can get as loud as i want and there's no breakup still yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so uh it is uh something that you know when i go to and i'm playing powerful you know with the pedals and stuff like that i like to go back to playing beautiful chords and i want the volume to be just the same yeah. so that's the uh, particulars about how I like the clean and dirty to be compatible with each other. Can, can we get some, just do some, give me, give me some, like, I don't know, what, how you like it clean for some nice big chords and then maybe stomp on, because you got some cool, some of these pedals I think you had last time, you definitely yeah. had the Brute Drive and the Boost DLA, yep. the Whammy is cool, yep, yep. pretty sure the Wawa's new, or yeah. at least that super diamond yeah. encrusted one is new. Jimmy Dunlap had that made for me actually a week ago by some people in London. He he texted me last week and said, dude, I'm in London. I'm having a pedal. I'm having, cause he knew my other one, I had to retire it because it's got beat up and yeah. everything. So he said, I made another one for you while I was here that's in London. wicked looking. So that's just basically a Bob Bradshaw yeah. right. uh, wall with the yeah. diamond encrusted. That's the Colossus Fuzz. Yeah. Mojo made by Mojo Hand. That's the MXR. 
base envelope filter. I like the base envelope yep. filter as opposed to a regular envelope filter. Um, the Ditto, you know, TC Electronics. The Octavia, made by uh, MXR. The Brute Drive, and for my regular gain, I just like this mini tube screamer, man. And it gets the it gets the point across. What's the track? Is it the penultimate track on on bookends where you, the whammy comes out and it's quite a nice? Where all the chords are kind of going up and down. On I'm the trying to remember. I can't it's remember. Either the, it's either the second to last one or the third to last one. Oh, like it's, it's the last song. It's the last one. It's uh, Resolution. 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 The, the last one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, That's it. Resolution. something like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's it. Stuff like that. That's it's a cool it. one. Yeah. Um, I can, it's, you're not really. Uh, it's not really the kind of pedal board that you'd expect. Almost like a straight up blues guy to have. You know, things like the envelope fills and the way. Yeah. So you, you put a lot of kind of your own flavors and styles into the music from the pedals, don't you? Which is cool. Exactly. And it's sometimes it's like you're not really expecting it, and you get this like, whoa, where did yeah. that come from? It's super cool. And I like moments like that because uh, you know. Though blues and rock is, you know, at my core, there are so many other different things that I like that is yeah. on top of that, you know. So it's kind of a expect the unexpected, you know. Yeah. And I guess with a, you know, people would always go, well, can you get a really great kind of driven tone with a pedal into a hybrid? Absolutely. Of, but you, I mean, if you kick the, the tube screamer in, this just sounds amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Follow behind with a nice clean. You it's know. a big bass. It does. The bass end doesn't compress, does it? On this, not it's at like all. Nice and open. No, and I, really... would, I would have a problem with it if it does compress. Yeah. I hate compression. Right. I want it, you know, full attack. Full dynamic. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. And the fuzz is just, you know. It's really, it's a not, I should have sat the other side of you because I can't see any of the chords. That you're <laughs> it's a great big fat sound. <laughs> well, it's always a pleasure to, to see you, man, spend a little bit of time with you. Really looking forward to tonight. It's going to be a killer gig. Me too. Um, as I said before, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time out and coming down to see us every time you come over. I appreciate uh, good it. luck uh, with everything. Thank you. Um, and as I said, check this man out. He's a living legend. Uh, and that's it. So I hope you've enjoyed this video. I'll put details in the description below where you can find out more about the gear and about Eric and stuff like that. Great uh, to see y'all, man. It was yeah. a blast. This Thanks guy, for rocking the t-shirts as so well, man. Much. Oh, absolutely. I, I have so much fun being here with uh, Mr. Anderton. And uh, it, it is, uh, I got a feeling we'll do this again sometime. Every time. And uh, this is beautiful, man. It's right, beautiful. Man. Well, good luck. Anyway, Thank thanks you, for watching, guys. Thank you. See you later.
Superb. Superb. <laughs> I forgot. Double hit it to stop it. It's all good. It's all good. Thanks for listening to our latest podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit that subscribe button. See you next time.